Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. What's up, everybody? Oh, you know what that is? That's the music they played from Doug's news conference oh, on Friday. no. I knew that song gave me a headache for a reason. He was so fucking late. It's almost like he's doing it on purpose now just to piss you off. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of After 9. Uh, let's get to some of the nonsense here. Here's the music that you had to listen to for 18 minutes before the news conference started. And it's never apologies for being late. No. Here's how the news conference on Friday started. Well, good afternoon. (laughs) Good afternoon, folks. It's pretty fucking bad right now. It's pretty bad. Christine's been yelling at me all morning. (laughs) Two days ago, I spoke to you from this podium about the stark realities we face with the Omicron variant. I explained the urgency of the situation and issued a call to arms as we dramatically increase our capacity to administer booster doses. Already, we're seeing tremendous response. In one short week, we've doubled our vaccine capacity as it continues to grow every single day. And I want to thank everyone who stepped up once again to roll up their sleeves. But as I said, sitting back, playing defense is not an option. He loves those analogies. Always brings it back to sports. We need to meet this variant head on. We need to do everything we can to push it back. Over the coming days and weeks, daily COVID cases will continue to accelerate, with Omicron being the most transmissible variant we've seen yet. But while our intensive care units remain stable, we expect the number of missions to grow as more people catch COVID, particularly the unvaccinated. It's been two fucking years. Can you please just say COVID? COVID. There's no E. And is he one of the ones that calls it Omicron or what the heck did he just say? (laughs) I don't even know. I missed that part. The experts have been very clear. Nothing will stop the spread of Omicron. It's just too transmissible. Well, then what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) What the fuck are we doing? What's going on? Uh, This is so good. He, um... He announced a whole bunch of restrictions, and the, the, the worst of them was the 50% capacity reduction to restaurants, salon, indoor settings. Indoor settings. Retail. You can't, uh, you, you can't have more than 174 people inside sport check right now. I know that because I was there yesterday. <laughs> I didn't know, by the way, the capacity of a sport check is almost 400 people. Yeah. They should serve booze in there. Yeah. Fuck. In any case, that's off topic. So 50% capacity is not the end of the world. In most cases, you should be okay. It sucks if you've got to go to a superstore to get those last-minute Christmas items uh, for Christmas dinner, for right? example. Yep. It's going to be a goddamn zoo. Costco, yep. fucking forget it. It is any other time. You know, all of this aside, like, you know, the grocery stores especially... Um, we're always like a crazy lineup. Costco is a great example. Always, always a shit show. This is going to be amplified. If you can shop early, do it is the best advice. I mean, if you're actually listening to this podcast on Monday, I'm telling you right now, I'm changing around my plans today. I'll probably get a bunch of shit done. Okay. Well, let me play just a little bit more of Doug. And what I want you to listen for here, everybody, is what he doesn't say. What we can do 
And what we're doing is slowing it as much as possible to allow more time for shots to get into arms. In order to give our vaccine blitz the time it needs, in order to protect our hospitals from being overwhelmed, we need to implement further public health measures. Dr. Moore will be sharing details with you shortly on what this means and what impact it will have on the weeks ahead. But first, let me say this. The decision to limit people's ability to gather, especially during holidays, is an extremely, extremely difficult one to make. It doesn't seem like it was a difficult one to make. He just did it. You're like, oh, you know what? Here's what we're doing. Boom. Drop it on you. Ha! Fuck you. Kaboom. I mean, did they have to do it, though? Didn't they have to do it? No. You don't think so? I you don't think, think so. You think we should have stuck to gatherings without without restrictions or with a larger restriction limit? This is the uh, the problem. So he, he went out and he restricted. Initially, it was just the stadiums and those places that hold more than 1,000 people. Fine. And he said, yeah, the restaurants, no, no, they're fine. They're good. They got strict safety protocols in, bo- or in there. And then two days later, he fucked them and said, okay, no, you guys are dropping down to 50%. So once again, we find ourselves in this crazy fucking paradox of public health measures that do not make any sense. 10,000 people can go into Scotiabank Arena. The restaurant across the street, I think it's the Fox and Fiddle, can have 12 people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we fucking doing here? What is going on? I will say I saw a couple of comments on this. I'm not sure if if this eases anyone's, anyone's anger at all. But a lot of people in the, in the businesses that are going to be affected are like, you know what? We don't even have the amount of employees to tackle the full capacity anyway. Or we're already half empty anyway. It's really not going to make a difference. Hmm. Yeah. And I, mean, I found that interesting just because I didn't think about it from that way, from uh, that perspective. And it's not wrong, by the way. I've been in restaurants. I have. Yeah. I, I dined out just last on Friday with my family. I, we were prime time and not a lot of people were in there. I know it's not full capacity as is in some places. That's not everywhere. Of course, we know that there are spots yeah. that are hot spots. Abs- uh, sorry, I don't mean hotspots negatively. I mean good. Like cool places where a lot of people go. That's going to be impacted. The people who are employed to the nines, no problem. They've got all their staff, no problem. There's other places that have trouble even hiring people right now, specifically yeah, in that industry. For sure. It, there is a labor shortage. We definitely know that. Um, I don't know that because somebody texted that to our, our FM radio show today. Like, well, there's a lot of places that just don't have the staff to, to be full anyway. And I thought to myself, he called it a blessing in disguise. That's not a blessing. I don't know if it's a bless. No, I wouldn't call it a blessing, but if it does help to ease, like for me, it was like, okay, there are places that feel like, okay, this really won't impact them. But you know what it is? It does scare people. Those who were willing to go to the restaurant, those who are willing to work in those, I'm going to just use restaurants as one example of many guys, but let's just use restaurants as, as an example. Those who are willing to go, those who are willing to work in it, maybe this is a way that scares them away from that. In one way or the other, you know, and actually has less people going. Maybe we can encourage takeout still and do all those things that we did wave one. But it does kind of scare me that it's going to scare away people when they're doing things perfectly safely. That's all because I've been dining out the whole time. I think the whole thing is about fear. I think that they need to. And what he didn't mention in there is COVID is airborne. I don't know how they have not gone to the top of the CN Tower with a goddamn banner and put it out there. It's airborne. You get a little hint here and there from Dr. Kieran Moore, 
but nobody has actually proclaimed that yet. And that's crazy. You did not hear Doug talk about what is at stake here. You did not hear him talk about the science table. And frankly, right now, all eyes should be on that science table. This collection of doctors that is forming the advisory group to Premier Ford. I think it was Brian Lilly had a really great article it in the was Toronto Brian. Sun. Yeah, you shared it with me, actually. You shared me a link, and I was... It, but I do find it funny. Like, it is kind of the conversation that we've had, but he broke down the numbers. He did break down the numbers, and he did an exceptional job at it. So let's be clear. And Brian's point in that article was, number one... It should be fair game to question doctors, not just politicians. And this science table has been wrong a lot. Uh, Let me give you an example here. The modeling of the uh, science table in the summer, table members predicted up to 2,500 cases per day by the end of August if Doug did it and loosened the restrictions. Well, Doug did loosen the restrictions. The highest we ever got was 835 on August the 28th, Mm. not 2,500. They later predicted 9,000 cases per day by the middle of October. Their predictions were so wrong that they had to update their models at the end of September, and they gave a range between 200 and 5,000 cases a day. Mm. That's a pretty wide stretch. The seven-day average at that time, by the way, was 362 cases. They do not have a great track record. And nearest I can tell, all this shit that's going on right now, the week before Christmas, primetime shopping season, is because they say that our ICUs will get overrun, our hospital system could collapse, when so far, there's not really a lot of evidence of that. Hospital numbers fluctuate, sure, but I mean... We had 99 less people in hospital yesterday than we did on Saturday. So So if these models are wrong, let's just say hypothetically, and yes, it is 100% okay to question that modeling, to ask them to show their work right back to elementary school. Show us your work. Unskewed, unbiased, show us the numbers. Well, they're convinced that our hospitals are going to get overrun in January. And we don't know if they will or won't. But right now, there's no evidence of that. And if we get to the middle of January and look back and see, oh, shit, we did get 10,000 cases a day. But there was no significant impact on hospitalizations. Then I have to wonder, what's next? Will we continuously keep following this science table? Or is it time to disband them? Because this one's costing people a lot of money. This one is going to hurt for a lot of people. Boxing Day, canceled. There won't be a Boxing Day this year in a lot of cases. I'm, I'm actually still fully expecting them to see cases rising, and we know they will this week. Sure they will. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, and I'm fully expecting Doug to come back out again and probably impose a stay-at-home order. Lockdown. You think it's going to be locked down completely? I mean, I don't see how... They can avoid it at this point as politicians with these doctors screaming at the top of their lungs, do it, do it, do it, shaming him into doing it, taunting him if he doesn't do it. I don't see any other way. I think that's probably going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, I'm sure that either way, there's going to be stricter measures than we have in place right now. 
are is it just me or are those of us who haven't caught it yet that we know of? I mean, I don't know. I, I know I haven't caught it as far as I know. This right? is a very serious it, virus, Cat. It's so serious. You got to get tested to know if you have it. But for those that for those that are with me on that and that I haven't had it and I know there's people who have, that's fine. Have or haven't. Are are you surrounded by it at all? You know, like because for me, I, I'm just it's like I, I don't know anybody. I'll put it that way. I don't know anybody who's caught it. Yeah. I know someone who maybe had it. And that was it. Omicron or no, just COVID not in Omicron. general? I think uh, that's going to be one of the ones that is because we know that the, the, the symptoms are less severe, you may not even notice it. Right. Right. So yep. who knows? I could have it right now. I mean, God, fuck, I hope not. But I think that one spreads so fast. It's true. We know that that we know that's the case, that this is spreading rapidly. What worries me is, will another variant mutate quicker because of this? And this is the science that I feel like I'm missing. I'm missing this information. Like, how come they're not saying, guys, we're not really worried about Omicron. Here's what we're worried about. Because if that's the case, I might look at things a little bit differently. I'm still really struggling to understand what the risk is here. And, And the fear, the fear, fear, fear. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, I think for the doctors, the science table, this is great for them. They fucking love it. As lockdown enthusiasts, they love this because they're either going to be right and the hospitalizations will go through the roof. Or what's more likely is that the numbers are not going to be accurate. Not necessarily a false alarm, but certainly not worth a lockdown. But they can say, well, it was still a success, though, because that got so many people to get their booster shots. Booster shots are open as of this morning at 8 a.m., 50 plus, or uh, for anyone 18 plus, sorry. A lot of people having trouble doing that, but th- that means that they're willing to try, so that's good. Y- you know, when it comes to the boosters, one thing that I see happening here is we know that today is going to be a gong show. Tomorrow might be busy as well, mm-hmm. and there's limited availability, and I'm already seeing people complaining because, oh, I booked my booster, but I can't get in until February. Listen. The province, if, if you want your booster shot, the province is going gangbusters on this. They're trying to recruit like dentists and retired nurses. Like They want all hands on deck, putting as many shots in arms as possible. That February date is rapidly going to get accelerated. In fact, it'll probably be later this week. They come out and say, we've added more appointments. Yeah. Log in to see if you can get an earlier appointment. And you likely will because... Today is all about those who want the boosters. Today's their day. They can book their shot, and then they'll be able to book it sooner soon. But I don't think there's nearly as many people that want that booster shot as the government thinks. When I heard Doug say, oh, well, we're going to bring in everybody. It's a whole Team Ontario approach. We're getting retired firefighters and nurses and dentists. Everybody's going to be giving out shots. Anybody who's ever given a needle is qualified to give this needle. That sort of shit. I don't know that we're going to need that. Because the uptake isn't there right away. And part of the problem is we're looking at the numbers. And the numbers, they don't exactly paint a glowing review of the vaccine. They don't. Maybe it's just who I surround myself with and who I'm following. But I'm actually seeing a lot of people interested in the booster and signing up or attempting to sign up for the booster already that are looking forward to it. I know people who have already booked it. Those who were eligible before this have booked it. I know a lot of people that have already had it. Yeah, I know a few people that have already had yeah, their booster. Yeah, but I, ju- I, don't, I don't see that. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, it's a shock. Nobody got their booster. I don't think that's going to be the case, but I think there's going to be more people that are taking their time on it. I mean, myself, I, I didn't even bother going on the portal because I knew it was going to be a gong show this morning. 
but I'll, you know, I'll probably get it. I'm just kind of, I'm waiting. I think there's going to be a lot of people just waiting because we've been through this. The second shot to me, that was the craziest, trying to book the second shot. Yep. That was the moment of chaos. That was the moment of, I booked seven appointments because I don't know which one has what. Yeah, you know, I don't want to show up over here. It's Moderna over here. I want when I want a certain one. Remember that gong show? And then it was a, hey, I got to cancel six other appointments while I'm there for my second shot. They're like, you have like a nine other things booked. I'm like, yeah, I just wanted to get here sooner. And one popped up. And that will be the case this time. More will pop up. Sure, they will pop up. There's going to be ample opportunity in January for those who want a booster to get a booster. I think just about everybody who wants one will be done by family day, but will, middle of February. Will the booster actually prevent the inevitable potential, but I'll call it inevitable as well, you know, school restrictions, closures, no. I, things I, like that. Because if that's not going to change anything, then why are we in a rush? Why would we be in a rush if we know you're probably going to fucking saunter out tomorrow and be like, nah, school's not in for a while, guys, or something like that? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the boosters, there was three U.S. senators on the weekend, Cory Booker and Elizabeth Warren, and there was another one. Three of them, double vaxxed and boosted, tested positive. Uh, at least one of them is experiencing mild symptoms. Masai Ujiri, double vaxxed and boosted, COVID. There's a lot of people who hear stuff like that and think, ah, yeah. and, and I'm, I'll be perfectly honest with you, I'm really, really, really conflicted. I, I think at this point, I'm not booking anything. I definitely want to see a little more about what's actually going on here with Omicron. But, I mean, here are the numbers that came out yesterday, Sunday. 4,177 new cases, 905 of them in unvaccinated people. 2,977 cases in people fully vaccinated. 142 in people who are partially vaccinated. And 153 in people that have an unknown vac status. <laughs> What's with the unknown, by the way? How do we not know? I don't understand. You you swipe your health card. It's got your, your vax info, info on there. I really don't understand how they can still publish an unknown vac status is it because of a glitch in the computer or is it because they really don't know how do they not know anyway that that still makes me laugh that i see so many unknowns <laughs> yeah uh let's look at saturday's numbers 718 cases in unvaccinated people 2338 cases in fully vaccinated people okay i'm fully vaccinated for now until they change it am am i in danger here because I get that 20% of the population is unvaccinated and yet 718 of the 20% caught it on Saturday. 80% of the province is vaccinated, 2,338 of those people. It's still a smaller percentage when you work it out, but it's getting real close here. Like, do these vaccines that we all got actually protect you against Omicron? And if they don't, why are we getting a third dose of it? Well, what will that do? Well, keep in mind, though, the, the booster's not here necessarily for Omicron initially. The booster was here before Omicron was Omicron. The boosters were suggested, tested, approved, all those other things before Omicron. They wanted, they knew that there had to be better protection from any potential mutations. Omicron is one of them. It spreads quickly. We know that. It's more so there for, yes, less hospitalizations, which some would argue, just to play devil's advocate, yeah, but yeah. some would argue it's working. Look I, at the hospitalizations. So is that that not a reason to take a booster? 
Uh, for me, that's not a reason to take a booster, but I know that for some, they'll look at that and say, okay, great. Uh, listen, I, we do have far less in hospital now, which is great, and that probably is a testament to the vaccine. I think so. But I keep hearing these fucking doctors screaming at the top of their lungs, once you're boosted, you've got the protection you need. You told me that after the second shot, and there's still a lot of people that, yeah. like me, are getting sick. And I'm not saying the vaccine doesn't work because I do believe that it has helped, but I don't think it's working the way we were led to believe it would. And that is a problem. And is it not the people in those positions that can be the problem? And one of the parts of the article from that you sent to me from Brian Lilly that I really liked was the fact that these people are humans who also make mistakes. Yep. You know, and I think at a certain point, a lot of us put these people up on a pedestal. And when I say these people, I mean any medical professional in any of these fields, whether it's uh, professional in vaccines or healthcare in any way, shape or form, we put them up on a pedestal assuming they can't possibly make mistakes but they do and they have so i think that there's an issue in that as well but what i don't understand is if the boosters are supposed to wait are the boosters to keep you out of the hospital or are the boosters to keep you from catching extra protection generally is what the booster was there for initially and any potential mutation that comes from it but didn't pfizer say they could adapt a a formula specifically for Omicron, but that won't be out till March. Correct. So if somebody's getting a booster now, as opposed to the after March Mm -hmm. version of Pfizer, they're not getting the specific Omicron formula. No, but Omicron also isn't like, I don't even know why we bother with this Omicron one, like to stop a cold. Like it's, you know what I mean? This, any, what scares me is any mutation that comes after this, Scott. That's what scares me. So yes, we know that it mutates. Omicron is one of those variants that we look at and go, Okay, not as bad as Delta, you know, four hospitalizations, four deaths. But what comes next? And is that scary enough to make you wish you had had a booster if you didn't get one? Like, holy fuck, this one's killing people left, right, and center. This one's killing 30-year-olds. Holy shit. Glad I got my booster because it's actually proven to help, right? That's what scares me. And maybe, maybe it's because of those people I mentioned that scare me into thinking that. But I would love to know. I, I I don't even know if we'll get proper answers for that. I don't. I don't know either. I mean, there's so many different things going on. And frankly, it's sad how much people are fighting. The nice thing is we're, we're a lot more unified in the fight now than I think we were even a month ago. Can we say now that the Vax passports didn't work? Because either the vaccines don't work or the passports didn't work. It has to be one or the other. But we're back in a situation now where we have to restrict capacity at 50% in in retail stores restaurants back to 50% and the only people in there to begin with were vaccinated people so if it was spreading that badly that they had to cut capacity i don't know if that means that the passports didn't work or the vax didn't work or what's going on but people have legitimate questions and nobody has come out and addressed it it's almost like they'll they're all being warned okay listen Go out and do your news conference. Talk about the restrictions. Do not get caught talking about the vaccine. I wonder if they even know. Like, are they asking themselves these questions at Queen's Park? Are they phoning Pfizer and saying, how in the fuck are more than two-thirds of our cases in fully vaccinated people? How is that possible? Well, this is, once again, where we lack the real talk. Where's the fucking real talk? Give me the honesty. What do you know? What are you not sure of? Don't pretend like you're fucking perfect. We know you're not. People are on to you, regardless of what you do for a living. You're professionals. And we ha- what did they say from the beginning? You got to trust the science. Okay, there's people behind that science too, people who do fuck up. So talk to me about it. Tell me, hey, we're pretty certain it's like this, but here's the deal, guys. We don't know for certain. And here's the reasons why we think it's a good idea. 
talk to me like a human and I'd be more likely to to listen, you know? I am still listening. It's just I've a couple so many things have happened lately that just make me cynical. And I'll tell you a couple of them. Number one, any restrictions on vaccinated people makes me cynical. People are asking questions because these restrictions are affecting vaccinated people. Mm -hmm. The people who stepped up and did their part and did what they were asked to do. I've been hearing a lot about that lately. And they're restricted. Their capacity limits are just as restricted as people who are unvaccinated. And to be honest with you, I don't know if that's going to help. It seems like this thing isn't just easily transmittable. It's extremely transmissible. People joke about it sometimes and they'll say, oh, it's like having the cold. Big deal. You got a runny nose. You get some sniffles, maybe some body aches. I'm sorry. I have never seen a cold travel around the world, infecting thousands of people in every city every single day. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a cold do yeah, that. It's not cold season is not global. Yeah. It's usually very regional. Oh. And yet this cold, quote unquote, has circulated around the world rapidly. Well, the symptoms are similar to a cold. That's what it is. But it is not a cold. Yeah, it's COVID. It's a variation of COVID. And, uh, you know, when when people hear about the vax numbers, okay, then they hear that vaxxed are getting restricted. Not a good look, guys. This was bad. You should have done absolutely everything in your power to avoid that. Then I don't know what else they can do after this. Mm -hmm. You know, they say the boosters. This is how we get out of it. You said that about the first two shots. I know. That's the thing. Just tell us what the truth is here. Like, tell us what we what we already know, but just say it. Say, we're, we're hoping this is the case, that this booster is going to be it. But then address all those, uh, those other things, like the Omicron vax that's supposed to be out in March. Address that. If you get the booster now, when are you, when are you able to take that one if that's what worries you? You know what else is on my mind on this fair Monday, <laughs> Christmas week? Should they have to bring back the employees that got fired for being unvaccinated? Oh, you know, that's a whole other thing, you know? But I mean, look at the numbers. There doesn't seem to be a lot of difference. And if we're not going to draw a distinction in blanket restrictions from the province between vaxxed and unvaxxed, whether, even if you're fully vaxxed, you've got you've to limit your gatherings to 10, same as unvaxxed. You can only have 50% in that restaurant. Okay, well, only vax can go in the restaurant, but they're still being restricted. There's only 50%. And, and frankly, I just, I don't know if this was really worth firing people over, particularly the healthcare workers. And, and again, to be totally honest and upfront with you guys, that's part of my hesitation about getting this booster. It is. If they're going to change the definition of fully vaxxed to three shots, that also tells me they'll do it again for a fourth shot. And again for a fifth shot, and again for a sixth Collect shot. Collect all ten. <laughs> By twenty twenty seven, I'm going to have ten. That Pfizer loyalty card meme that was going around—that was great. Get all ten, and you get a free slice of pizza. Um, I, we fired people that yeah. didn't get vaccinated, like healthcare workers. There was nurses that got fired because they weren't vaxxed. and that's easy to do when eighty percent of the population is fully vaccinated which it was when 80% is fully vaxxed. It's very easy to put those mandates in that Mm -hmm. either get your shot or you're fired, either get your shot or you can't eat indoors. It's a lot harder to do if it's not 80%. What if it's 50%? What if it's 80% fully vaxxed, but only 50% with a booster? Are they really going to change the definition of that? Because they would have a real hard time going to businesses 
and saying, we're taking 50% of your potential customer base out of the mix right off the bat. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I find it hard to even just look into the future for the next couple of weeks, to be honest with you. So I haven't even begun to think about that. I really haven't. Do you think they will lock us down before Christmas? It seems like, I mean, the poll came out no. today from Forum Research that said... 50% of Canadians are not changing their Christmas plans whatsoever. Right. 50% are going to limit it to just their household. The other 50%, they don't yeah. care. They're doing what they want to do. That being the case, the only tool in the toolbox that I see as an option there is to do a stay-at-home order. Would they actually do it? And is Omicron the one that they're going to do it over? And again, I'm still struggling to understand the severity here because our hospitalization numbers are not, yeah. we're not in the, the danger zone here. Yeah, 50-50 is probably about right. I mean, I'm a part of a couple of different, you know, groups on Facebook and I know Facebook comments only get you so far, but I was taking a look at some of the people asking questions like, what are these no judgment, are you changing your plans And kind of threads? And reading the comments, it was very 50-50. Some people like, hell no, this is what's going on. I still have a flight and it's you know, if I can manage to get on that flight, I'm going to see my whatever. Other people, yeah. You know, I have uh, someone who's immunocompromised. Not going to happen this year. We're keeping it small. We're doing it virtual, whatever it is. I would say it was a pretty even split from what I've seen so far. What about for you? Are, are there any changes in your I gatherings? Mean, I'm in a different spot. I mean, last year I, I hosted Christmas dinner. I always do. This year I'm homeless. So my mom is hosting <laughs> Christmas this year. You're not homeless. She's given you a, a temporary roof and that suite of mom to do. <laughs> it certainly was. She's the best. But um, yeah, so she's hosting this year and she's an older woman. I don't know if it's a good idea to have in, uh, for example, my kids. Now, I know my son is fine because he came back to Canada on Saturday and he had to have a negative PCR test. Right. So unless he's caught something between then and now, he's good. Uh, my daughter's flying in from BC on Christmas Eve. Oh, that's a flight. That's an airport in yeah, a very transmissible yeah. thing. Do I really want to take her, who I'm dying to see? I haven't seen her since last Christmas because of fucking COVID. Do I want to bring her and put her in the same room as my mom, who I also love dearly? Do you give her a test in your car, like before she enters your car? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I really I know. don't. And I guess really it comes down to your own risk tolerance. Sure. If you're really, really worried about Omicron, you should get your booster shot. Absolutely. And you can do it right now. If you're really worried about giving COVID to an elderly family member, don't gather. But it's going to come down to your own personal comfort level. Me, I'm not worried at all. I will hug my daughter the second she walks out of Terminal 3. I think it's 3. Right? Double check that before you go. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will do that the second I see her, Good. and I will not regret it. But yeah. uh, do I want to push her right into my mom's arms too? I don't know. Young people are... Uh, they, they seem to be catching a lot of cases, although it's even younger than her in particular. Sure. These days. Yes, it is. Yeah, very young. Very young. Speaking don't, of which, we don't have an announcement yet, guys, but I'm sure tomorrow we might be talking more so toward the schools and what that might look like. Yeah, there's two things that are outstanding still. We don't know if the government is going to put in a stay at home order. We don't know. Will they close down non-essential businesses? We don't know. We do know they have to tell us what's going on with schools. I'm expecting that to come down tomorrow in all likelihood, maybe Wednesday. But parents need to know. Are kids going back or not? Teachers them, need to know. Teachers need to know if they're going back. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into pivoting an entire school mm -hmm. to online learning. So there's that. The other thing they have to do is announce what they're going to do for businesses. You restricted them. 
Now you have to give them those financial supports. It's a hell of a lot of money out of the coffers. The taxpayers are taking this pandemic on the chin. So much more will be announced when it comes to that. You're absolutely right. And the other scary part about even if you do push school back for a bit, that affects everybody. everybody. You need some form of child support going payments going out too, or they will have it, which is more money at our, you know, we are, we are in so much fucking debt here. It's crazy. One more thing I want to play for you. And this one, I was watching it and I was actually stunned at what he said. Dr. Kieran Moore asked a question during Doug's news conference on Friday about visiting with older people. Yeah, I'm taking the advice from the chief medical officer, and this is probably a good uh, question for Dr. Moore to answer. Over to you, fucker. Well, thank you for the question. Um, Our goal now is to try to slow the virus down, as we said, to try to build our immunity through the immunization strategy and the first, second, and third dose strategy. Uh, That is integral over the next coming weeks for every Ontarian to take advantage uh, to get immunized. This purpose is to slow the virus down as best we can, but I want to warn Ontarians, this is a very aggressive virus. It spreads very quickly. Uh, Everyone has an individual responsibility to try to limit their total number of contacts. The government, I believe, has taken their responsibility uh, to limit uh, capacities in certain venues, Uh, but we all have to be in this together. We all have to take the appropriate precautions. Ontarians have been brilliant uh, in limiting the spread of Delta. I think we can apply it again to Omicron, even though it's a more um, aggressive adversary. Uh, I trust Ontarians to do their best uh, to try to protect each other, to remain calm, to remain caring and considerate and take all of these recommendations seriously. This is a difficult time for our province, uh, but I trust Ontarians to do their best to try. You know, every time he says shit like that, I just want to grab him and say, shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Stop throwing this back at us. You're in charge, fucker. You're the man. You wanted to be the man. Well, now you're in charge. Here's Doug out there having to put out restrictions again, even against fully vaccinated people. That shouldn't be happening. But we all took Dr. Moore's advice, and here we are. Try to limit the spread of this virus and at the same time promote immunization for those that are the most vulnerable to this virus. Follow up. Uh, and maybe just going back at a little bit of, of what, what changed over the past just two days. Uh, we've heard from the science table. We've heard uh, Dr. Yuni talking about a, a tsunami, uh, Dr. Brown's comments yesterday. Was that what changed your mind or, or Quebec, uh, their move yesterday? What, what, what made the government make this move today? Well, again, we always get our, our advice through, through the uh, experts. <clears throat> but this is moving rapidly. And there could be possible changes in, in another week. It could could change as, as we see these numbers uh, uh, accelerate. And, and being up front with people, the, these numbers will accelerate. So everyone has a responsibility. That was actually oh, the wrong clip. <laughs> well, but up front with people. Wow, really? Look at that. Funny, I feel like you're not telling us anything. <laughs> That's the most upfront you get? The numbers will probably accelerate. Yeah, we fucking know that. <laughs> I I actually played the wrong clip. I mean, the one that really shocked me from Dr. Kieran Moore, this is the one that I tweeted this out and it got, it went viral because of how crazy it was. So this is the right clip of Dr. Kieran Moore on Friday. For Dr. Moore, 
Um, there's some suspicion that Omicron, while more infectious, may actually be less harmful than previous variants. Um, is there a date that you believe will have enough data to determine whether or not this is the case and potentially be able to reassess how many COVID cases this province can handle without locking down like this? Well, great question. Uh, and I want to assure Ontarians we're following the data very closely. Um, we don't want to create uh, over concern regarding this. We want everyone to remain calm, uh, to be assured that we're following the data every single day. Uh, we're counting every case in Ontario that's Omicron. We're following them up uh, clinically to see if they need to be admitted to hospital. Um, so far, we've had two individuals in hospital out, out of over a thousand that have been. Uh, detected to be Omicron variant. We're in regular contact with the health officials of South Africa, of England, and of Denmark. We're monitoring those situations very closely. Mm. Um, uh, once we get better uh, understanding of the severity of this virus, uh, we'll communicate that to all Ontarians. Uh, at present, um, uh, it's affecting a younger population. We're very concerned about how it could inf infect uh, others, so those that are older, and hence the reason this government ha has put in such protective measures uh, for the long-term care sector, uh, our retirement homes and our seniors to best protect them and learn from the last 20 months. We've been very aggressive in, in partnership um, with the Ministry of Long-Term Care and all long-term care partners uh, to best protect those that are vulnerable to this virus in advance of not understanding completely uh, the virulence of this virus. Um, so we'll be transparent. Uh, we'll be monitoring the data uh, every single day. Uh, to uh, We need to absolutely understand. Nobody asked him what the process was. People wanted to know when. When will you have enough data? Is it a week? Can you look at two weeks worth of data? Mm -hmm. Do you need a month? Do you need six weeks? Do we need to wait until March fucking break for you to say you have enough data? And oh, as it turns out, everybody was right all along. It's not serious. It didn't change the hospital numbers. What the fuck? Like, you say we're going to be transparent and honest, and then you don't answer a question. The fuck is wrong with you? Even acknowledge that he asked the question, when will you know? I understand that you want a timeline. I'm not committing to a timeline, but I should think that it would be in the next week or two. Well, that's what I mean with the real, the, uh, I, it lacks the real human connection for me with all of these. That's why I can't even stand to watch them. I really can't. And uh, the effects of this virus. If um, we're finding that it's not virulent, um, we'll communicate that and perhaps public health measures can be modified um, uh, in response to further. Perhaps. The science table said 600 cases in the ICU on New Year's Eve. If we wake up on New Year's Eve and there's nowhere close to 600 people in the ICU, I think Doug should... Open it all up! <laughs> Seriously. Okay, guys, we're good. Tomorrow is a new day. It's a new year. Live your life. We're open. Capacity limits up as of Tuesday. We'll just hope for the best. Hope for the best and get back to work. I don't know. Like, and where are we at still with this catching Omicron on purpose scenario you know we they don't want to talk about that. no they don't and but i mean we mentioned that in passing and maybe it's, it's worth mentioning again that if you think about it if the antibodies will work well for the next variant if you catch omicron and we know the symptoms are mild when you catch omicron should we not all be encouraged to catch omicron then maybe up our antibodies for the next mutation that will happen there's going to be another variant yeah whether we lock down or not there will be another variant so if we do that and if we maybe but will that not help? Like, so, and I truly mean that. Scientists, people who know this shit, fucking tell us. Maybe that's the best course of action. I don't know. Maybe you want to mix boosters with that. Like, hey, try to get Joe McCron and then take your booster. <laughs> like, I don't know. But it's a, it's a legitimate question I have. 
I still haven't even gotten to the clip I wanted to play. Oh, I keep getting caught up in that. But I promise you, the clip I'm going to play is, is really, really good. Uh, understanding of this virus. What we're doing today is it affects older populations uh, if it's going to have an effect on our health system. So I know everyone wants certainty. There is a level of uncertainty at present. But uh, rest assured, um, we're working day in and day out uh, to get better off. science to this. Follow up. Great. And I ask this question because while it's my personal situation, I'm sure it's many people's out there. Um, given the current state of things and how cases have um, rapidly accelerated in the last few days, um, as a twice vaccinated person with no symptoms of COVID-19, should I feel safe or feel it's worth the risk to see a grandparent who's had three vaccine shots um, over the holidays? I personally would advise you to avoid social contact with anyone older, uh, even with two doses. Uh, if you are going to interact, I'd do it outdoors with masking and distancing in place. I mm. hope the weather stays reasonable across Ontario to enable yeah, that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope the weather stays. Yeah, it's a good time to make a joke. The fuck are you doing? You just said, even if you're fully vaccinated, even if you're fully vaccinated and they are fully vaccinated with the booster, you should still don't. do it distanced outside with masks what mm -hmm. you know what that tells me it tells me that that guy doesn't believe these boosters and these vaccines are the solution either hmm. it, that what else could i possibly draw from that how does that really drive home that that booster shot campaign effort it's another confusing time isn't it unreal cat i am ah Fuck. You know what? Can I just say, too, if we can go back to the weekend, uh, this this happened so so quickly right here. And I kind of felt a little bit better about the fact that we're not the only place where all of this shit's happening, because I felt like even, you know, late last week when we were chatting with Dave on Friday and and, and David mentioned, I'm going, you know, I had plans to go to Detroit. I'm putting those on hold. It's pretty crazy. I thought, but why are they acting like nothing is wrong? And why is it here? It's like a fucking dumpster fire. Like, what is going on? And. Then we're starting to hear of all the things happening down there. Similar. I mean, Omicron spreading like crazy there. Sure. SNL, no live audience, all these little things that are going to pop up first that we're going to hear first. Restrictions in place at a lot of places there, too. The so, difference I mean, is we're those not alone. No, we're not. The difference is life still seems very lifelike in America. Joe Biden's going to address the American people tomorrow night to warn them about the imminent threat of Omicron. And I don't know what's going to change. I think if states do something, if New York says, all right, we're going to put in a, a mask mandate, well, it would probably be a little more effective than if it comes down nationally. If it does come down nationally, I don't think there's going to be a lot of uptake. I don't think people are going to do it. It just seems like they're not. If they're not doing it now, they're probably not going to just because Joe yeah. Biden says they should. Yeah, I know. It is a little bit different. Like we, we've talked about. I'm just curious to see what happens there because we've seen an abundance of caution happening everywhere. And I mean, you hear first, like I said, about the entertainment business. You hear first about sports teams. You hear first about television shows and production shutting down um, theaters and all these other things. That said, Spider-Man did fucking great this weekend. Oh. Holy shit. So I know three people that went to see it. Holy fuck, it did good. Masks on going into the theaters. Sure. Mask off for almost the entire movie. Sure. Mask on to walk out. Yeah. Uh, did we really protect anybody from COVID with that? I don't know. You know, I don't know, Scott. I don't I, know. I, I don't know. Maybe if you want to, you don't need to throw an Omicron party, cat. You just got to go and watch a movie or take a flight. <laughs> I might go watch the movie today and catch that shit. Let's see. <laughs>
Uh, guys, we'll wrap it up for today. Have yourselves a fantastic Monday. Be safe. Take the precautions. If you want a booster, book a booster. You can do that as of today. If you don't want a booster, if you want a little more information, I'm right there with you. I want to know a little bit <laughs> Let more. Let me know if you find out any more information, everyone. Yeah, definitely. Please, please, please. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.